glass half full, the revival. Welcome back to New York Revival, where it's not just sports and entertainment, it's fantasy football, too. We hey. got a special show today, a little afternoon session. We got a special guest. Um, I'm do. pumped up. Eli's got the day off because when you book Kay Adams, you can pretty much, <laughs> you can pretty much do whatever the hell you want. So Facts. he took the day off. Well-deserved. Appreciate you guys carrying the torch while I was out last Weird. week. You guys did an awesome job. I was still peeking on you. Don't worry. I saw you working out here. You can't help yourself, can you? You just out, yeah, on Disney having a good time with your family, and you yeah. had to get a little taste, didn't you? I did. A I taste did. Of the revival. I did, of course. <laughs> um, so we're here to talk about fantasy football today. Me and Spiro are in a league together, right? Ten team PPR redraft league. So today we're going to be oh. talking PPR because if you're not doing PPR, I mean, what are you doing exactly? What are you doing right? right? <laughs> why? Why limit the fun? Um, but Spiro's drafting fourth. I'm drafting sixth. So whatever you do has major implications mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on me. I love that because you know I you always feel like tell me what you're gonna do because you're not you're not I'm not gonna be able to draft in front of you. I can't yeah. control. I did say that to you too when we were. It, it uh, happens all the time. We we're at Top Golf. I'm like, what are you doing at four, bro? Just just tell me <laughs> what you're doing at four so I can start Jimmy. planning and over mock drafting. Um, <laughs> but instead of me and Spiro just talking about this, we thought well, let's bring in. A very, very special guest. Awesome. Right? He is the host and creator of No Expert Fantasy Football. You can find him on Twitter and YouTube at No Expert FF. It's Joe Orico. Come on, buddy. Let's yes, go. Sir. Let's go. Joe. Let's go. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me today. Thanks for the intro. And uh, yeah, let's just let's get after it. It's going to be a good one. Absolutely, man. Thank you for being here. I like I like having uh, other content creators on all the time, especially fantasy football, because I'm a big mock drafter. I know oh, yeah. one of the things uh, you're a are you a a ranker for fantasy pros? Is that in your profile, or did I make that up? Yeah, so fantasy pros. Um, I mean, they got about hundred anywhere from hundred to two hundred uh, people who do their consensus expert rankings. Um, mm-hmm. Ironically enough, even though I named my channel No Expert Fantasy Football, I'm an expert for them. Uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I do rankings for them. They're updated weekly. So for my subscribers, I post my rankings for them, and then they get uploaded to Fantasy Pros. And uh, it's like when you go on Fantasy Pros, you see their rankings. Minor one two hundredth of them if you will um and sometimes you know i do some featured articles for them over there we have one coming out tomorrow uh on some bust picks maybe we'll talk about some today um but yeah that's it that's it that's great man and i want to ask you how did how did joe get into this fantasy life that you are in now currently where did you start how'd you get yourself off the ground there yeah, yeah. Well, honestly, probably similar to you guys. You love the Giants. I love fantasy football. So yeah. I made a channel about it, started making content about fantasy, came from my love of winning my leagues, doing well. And I was just putting in hours and hours trying to do that. I was like, let me just post this, see what happens. And uh, yeah, here we are now, hence the name No Expert Fantasy Football. I don't have a degree uh, in <laughs> fantasy football, if you will, but I guess we'll get there at some point. Hey man, with twenty eight thousand followers, you're doing something right. Somebody Thanks. paying attention. <laughs> Thank to what's you. Going on in Joe. Like, I appreciate it. How long have you been doing this, Joe? Uh, just over a year and a half now. So, uh, as I mentioned, you guys are moving into a new apartment this weekend. So, in the past year and a half, I've moved like twice, but always just trying to every day, you know, just put something out, even if it's not your best. You know, you got to be happy you showed up and did it. Um, and and then when it is your best, it's all it's all worth it. So. That's it. You got to love the grind. You got to love the good days and bad days. Um, and realistically, 
I like fantasy so much that it doesn't feel like work, and that's the goal. Yeah. I'm sure you guys f- share the same sentiments, but labor of love. That's what oh it's yeah, about. oh yeah, <laughs> and you do better at it when you like it. You know what I mean? Of so. course. Uh, that's why I'm trying to get rid of my day job. Um, <laughs> Makes, I li- make, yep. I like how you baked in no expert to your name because does that help people to not get mad at you? You know, I actually, I actually get that question a lot and I thought that I would use it more as a defense, like when people are screaming at me online, but honestly, it's all in good fun. Um, some people just say it themselves, like they're, they'll apply to a comment saying I'm crazy and go, dude, he literally, uh, look at his username. Like (laughs) it's not that deep. It's not that deep, brother. Yeah. Put it out there. He's not an expert. Yeah. Uh, but for anybody getting ready for their drafts and stuff, I just put his handle at the bottom there. Make sure you give Joe a follow. A year Thanks, and a half, him, you have 28,000 followers. Like, fuck off, dude. I mean, really. <laughs> My bad. Yeah, good, bro. <laughs> Come on. Uh, awesome. I appreciate you. So, any, I listened to, um, you know, like, I, I started digging into your channel once once we uh, had you as a guest. You do some yep. awesome stuff. And I whenever I listen to, like, you know, fantasy on Sirius or anything like that, it seems like the content creators, are in a draft like every day. So I don't know how you can possibly manage that many leagues, but how many are you in? So personally, um, I'll say this. I'm in about this year like six. and But there's one that I really, really care about. I won it last year, which is awesome um, because that was really the first year where my stuff started to go pretty viral online and get some following. So, you know – you. You get some slack from your boys if uh, <laughs> if you don't win it, uh, basically. Yeah. So ended up winning that, but I do manage, you know, about six. And then a lot of a lot of the drafts going on now are these best ball drafts over on Underdog, um, where you kind of draft and don't manage your team. Um, mm. That's great, you know. That's for some people. Not my favorite, honestly. I like to manage my team. I like the trade talks. Um, right. I like the shit talking a little bit. So yeah. if I may, yeah. Um, but oh, you can curse any uh, all you want, but I <laughs> like the anxiety of that. Those start sit decisions on Sunday morning that drive yep. you crazy. I mean, that's like the fun of it. That's oh, why yeah. you do it. Yeah. And then I like sure. talking shit to the guys that forget the guys that are, are getting benched or, you know, not, not playing and being like, you're not on top of your shit. You're an idiot. So yep, I, yep, I, I yep. love them shit for that. So too. the league that means the most to you, is that because it's a, the biggest money league or just because of the people that are in it? Oh, just the people that are in it. I okay. mean, we've been doing it for like 10 years, um, ever since we were just running around middle school and, uh, it just means a ton. So it's super confet- competitive. I mean, we all live in different places now, but it's, uh, we keep coming back to it every year. The chat never dies is the old saying so like middle of march we're talking fantasy in there some way or another i'll just remind them i have a ring for example um but yeah no it, it's great it's just all about the people to be honest love it gotcha. well yeah so for me it's it's a little bit about people but a little bit about the you know the pay-in that, oh, that we, makes it a little bit bigger oh, than yeah. to make. <laughs> we make some bread too we make some bread yes, yeah yes, absolutely like um, my, all right yeah go, go ahead jeff you're good go for it yeah yeah so I want to ask you this, uh, Joe. Um, let's get into it. Let's get dirty. Let's get into some real dirty stuff here. All right? Um, your, your draft strategy. And I hate being in your war room and everything like that. But do you tinker with it year to year? Does it generally stay the same? How, how does it go for you year to year? No, yeah. I mean, it's different every year. Um, there's a lot of ways to approach this, right? I will say from year to year, once you start looking at the board and you start finding values and players you like – you know, over the course of the summer until basically this this weekend coming up, that's your time to really fine tune it, and it's just fine tuning. So what I mean by that right. is, for example, like I have like 15 players this year who could 
genuinely be the best player in fantasy. I think anybody right. from you know Christian McCaffrey and Justin Jefferson all the way down to like Devontae Adams, uh, Garrett Wilson, Saquon Barkley, who are going 13th, 15th, 14th overall, right? So for me, what that means is I think that in rounds one and two, I've found this year get an elite running back, get an elite wide receiver. We'll talk about my favorite combo in a little bit. Um, and then as you move farther down, there's a lot of good value at the tight end position this year. I'm yes. sure we'll talk about Waller in a bit. Um, but even some guys below him, Dallas Goddard, for example, I love grabbing him. And then it's also just really easy to grab a good QB this year, like Trevor right. Lawrence or better. Um, so last year, top three quarterbacks on average scored six more fantasy points than top three wide receivers, top three running backs. So if you can get a guy at the QB position that you think is going to finish top three there, and in my opinion is Trevor Lawrence or better, that's a big advantage, and you can grab him in the fifth. So I love doing that. So for me this year, what I've narrowed it down to, as I said, stud running back, stud wide receiver, and I do want like a pretty good quarterback and a pretty good tight end. I know that sounds super generic, um, but you know, there's some, some years where you're like, Oh geez, it's Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey, or no tight end. And there's some years right. where it's like, Oh geez, I, no point in drafting these QBs when I can get Geno Smith, you know, in the 11th, but I do find value there and I find that they're easy to draft. So that's kind of what I go into, you know, with this year, at least. You kind of led me right into my next question. So perfect segue, but is, Trevor Lawrence, is that the fall off point? Like above him, Justin Fields, you got the, you know, the rushing upside. And then the obvious ones, Herbert, mm-hmm. Holmes, obviously, uh, Lamar Jackson. Like, is that the fall off? Is Trevor Lawrence as low as you want to go for your team? Yeah, that's for me personally. Um, so I'll just break down the QB position like this, you know, and keep in mind, you want a guy who can finish top three. There's a yeah. really like those top three QBs at the end of the year, you look at them, you're like, damn they were really much better than literally any other player. Um, And I think the highest probability of guys to do that, it really ends with Lawrence. I mean, if we get a true Trevor Lawrence breakout with Calvin Ridley, with ETN in his second slash third year, with Christian Kirk back, Evan Ingram, another year under Doug Peterson, he's going to finish probably in that top four. We saw Peterson do that with Wentz for the Eagles on a points per game basis on that MVP Super Bowl season, right? And ahead of Lawrence, uh, the three guys, Fields, Herbert, Lamar, that's the next group of three. Take your pick. I would say Herbert's probably the safest. I'd say Fields probably, maybe, you know, Lamar have the highest ceiling. Uh, But again, a little riskier. I think Burrow's my locked-in number four. And then any of the big three, uh, Hurts, Allen, Mahomes, in order for me, you can't go wrong. Um, And then, and to answer your question officially, yes, I do see a fall-off after those top eight guys. And actually, in that next tier, right, I'm skipping out on Deshaun, we ain't drafting Dak around here, skipping <laughs> Rodgers, and the guy I like because he goes a little later than like Dak and Deshaun is Daniel Jones. So yeah, yeah, you may as well touch on Daniel Jones while we're here, right? Yeah, um, right. like he he was a guy that probably won some leagues last year. He has that rushing upside. He finished really strong, but I'm with you. Like it's not a guy that you necessarily trust, and you could just lock and load him starter every single week and not worry about it. How do you view Daniel Jones fantasy wise for this season? Yeah, well, you know, he is my middle round QB target. Like, if I miss out, for example, on a tight end, Dallas Goddard better, right? So I miss out on Waller, I miss out on Kittle, Kelsey, Andrew, I miss out one of those guys. I want Pat Fryermuth. Daniel Jones is my Pat Fryermuth of the QB position. Once those guys are off the board, I want DJ because he's going to rush for probably over 600 yards. Ran for mm-hmm. over 700 last year. 
and I'm sure you guys watched the preseason game. I was getting like flashbacks here from I don't know what, uh, prime Super Bowl Eli, something, uh, eight of nine, touchdown to Bellinger. Yeah. Uh, that was crazy. And I want that. And, you know, I guess it's a little risky, but again, QB nine last year, a lot of people don't know that. Like a lot of people are like, oh, this could be the year. Daniel Jones, top 10 QB. He already did that. You yeah. just weren't watching. Yeah. So I, I love it. Um, and it really, in fantasy, you got to target the rushing upside with QBs. You can get a guy that's going to rush for probably, like I said, over 600, definitely over 500 in the mid rounds. Absolutely. Unless right. you have a Mahomes who's going to throw for 40. Yeah. Right, like, right, right, right. You, you got you to sneak in some rushing touchdowns here and there. It's just oh, yeah. Gold. It's pure gold. Yep. And I want to ask about that because, like, so you talked about Herbert and, you know, kind of combine them with Lamar and, and the fields. You know, the rushing upside of those two, the latter two, does that even get – technically makes that floor higher, in my opinion, right? Like, does mm-hmm. that make him a little bit higher than Herbert, who doesn't really offer much there in the rushing department? Sure, I would say so, but I would say – the the bottom floor is much lower for those guys, the rushers, because I feel like it's injury. Whereas yeah, I I can I can I can say pretty confidently, you know, uh, you, you try not to predict injuries, you try not to even really comment on it, but I would say Herbert's injury risk is just much lower, just because he's not running. Um, yeah. Whereas with Lamar, with Fields, I mean, we've seen them the last two years miss games, uh, miss a handful of games. Whereas Herbert, if, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, maybe has missed one, um, yeah. and we Somehow saw Herbert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We saw Herbert. um, Yeah, he already finished a top three QB, like his second year. So he can do it. Um, And again, it's just balancing. You know, if Lamar plays 17, gets back to his rushing, he's going to finish ahead of Herbert. So just, Mm -hmm. it's always balancing. And, you know, when you're building your team to, are you targeting Ravens later? Are you targeting Chargers, for example? Just a million things to consider, but. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, Okay, since we are a giant show, you know, we asked you about Jones already. So we want to go to another big name here. Um. Where do you sl- where do you slot Waller right now in terms of your tight ends and what round do you like the draft? I need him. I need him. Yeah, I just need that big guy on my team. <laughs> yeah, no, no, absolutely. Uh, and I touched on that preseason game. I, I what was it like five straight targets? I mean, I'm getting flashbacks yeah. to 2020, 2019, ten targets a drive to Darren Waller in in Oakland um, or Las Vegas, whatever it is nowadays. But I was right. Oakland at the time. To be yeah, okay, good. All right, good to know. Good to know. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. So he Waller's 30. Um, a lot of people put a death nail in tight ends for that. Uh, Travis Kelsey has gone ahead and dispelled that. Not every and not everyone's Travis Kelsey, but Waller is pretty damn close. Uh, right yeah. now, Waller's going off the board tight end six, I believe. So you got Kelsey, Andrews, Hawkinson, Kittle, Pitts, Waller. Pitts. Um, yeah none of that none of that um no we can't be doing that but i mean i've talked about waller a lot all summer with uh dallas goddard those two guys are it i want one of them every single draft i have uh goddard as my tight end four i have waller as my tight end three and they're not going there in drafts we just talked about you know kittle pitts hawkinson whatever why spend up on them when waller goddard and we'll talk about waller specifically are most likely going to finish right next to them uh possibly ahead of them i think waller's one of three tight ends kelsey andrews and him that could lead their team in targets it's so valuable at the tight end position uh literally no other tight end is doing that hawkinson kittle pitts certainly nobody below that so i love him and one oh yeah one not even te one you know Yep. That's well the uh the the preseason game like we went to a couple of practices this year because we heard from beat uh, reporters that he was just getting targeted left and right. 
and it's absolutely true like red zone he's the he's the first look every time and like from a giant's perspective it's great because it is going to open up for some bellinger sneaky touchdowns because he's just going to be the forgotten man as our tight Mm -hmm. end too but he's like a hard guy to roster in fantasy you have no idea when his games are going to come there's going to be three or four games (laughs) where he goes for double digits easily but no idea to predict when that's going to happen but waller (laughs) is that guy like he is the number one wide receiver like what would you consider a reach for waller if you get your stud running back and wide receiver in the first two rounds Do you have any problem with grabbing him in the third and just locking up your tight end position? I do think the third is a little or like is a little early, but I would say, you know, early fourth, depending on which isn't too far from late third. Yeah, it really just depends on your roster. So like say you grab, I don't know, random example, like Josh Allen in the third round. I'm probably not looking for Waller in the fourth, right? Like with the onesie positions they're called in the community of QB and tight end where you only have one, uh, it's a pretty good strategy in general to draft one really good one if you're going to go mm-hmm. that direction. Um, so if I were to grab Waller in the fourth, which I early fourth, um, you know, his ADP is 67 right now, which is after the fifth. That's probably, you know, it's like middle sixth. Yeah, most I'm, mock drafts, I've seen him in the fifth. Like, I, yeah. I once the fifth round comes around, I start to look for him. Right. I, you know, if you want to go get him on the fourth, wait a little bit on QB. I think that's a really good strategy because, honestly, you're waiting on QB a little bit. Daniel Jones is going to be sitting there in the seventh. Right. So, Yep. What do you call that? The old, like, uh, the old, see, a lot, of, a lot of people say it's a little rub and tug. No, yeah. What do you call the QB to the wide receiver slash tight end combo? The, the, the uh, no, you know, commonly referred to in the community as a stack. Um, yes. And it really just gives you that huge play ability. And it just makes fantasy more fun. Like, right? if, if you're down 40 points, you know, here comes the witching hour, Daniel Jones, Darren Waller. I mean, you got life. You got life. True. So. Facts. Some people, you know, some people are crazy. Daniel Jones, first (laughs) overall. You you, you do what you got to do. But quick, real big shout out to our girl, Precious. Hey, Precious. We don't have a bell for you right now. That's Eli's job. But she needs her own bell. We we need a Precious bell because she's the best supporter. And I assume that that sticker is for Joe. I'll just assume that that's (laughs) So I was watching your show uh, earlier today on like, you know, everybody's got my guys. And yeah. I'm becoming more and more uh, buying into that because chances, if you're in a 10 team league, 10% chance you're going to win that league, right? Like yeah. one out of 10. <clears throat> Would you rather go down by playing it safe or go down by like you picked your guys? Like winning would be that much sweeter if you went and got your people and you had a good episode on the running back position and your guy looked like it's Jameer Gibbs. So tell us about why he is your guy for this year. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, when you look at Jameer Gibbs, I mean, let's just start by saying rookie running backs are always a good bet to make just Mm. uh, from a health perspective. You know, when you look at the top end running backs, CMC, unfortunately, Saquon, uh, Eckler, I mean, Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, guys miss games all the time. Uh, And with age comes injury sometimes. So right off the bat, if you're going for low risk, rookie running backs are a good play. Guess what? They also have really, really high ceiling. So when you look at running backs drafted with a top 15 pick that played their age 21 season, so that would be Gibbs this year as well as Bijan. I mean, these guys are just guaranteed, like guaranteed studs. I, I'd knock on wood somewhere, but like top 12 <laughs> fantasy yeah. running backs their rookie season. And then Gibbs to the Lions, 
genuinely probably the number one running back destination in the league. They led the league in expected fantasy points at the running back position last year. Guy by the name of Jamal Williams, 17 rushing touchdowns, led the league. That's not going to be Gibbs's role, but... Mm. Dan Campbell, head coach of the Lions, was an offensive assistant for the Saints in 2017. In 2017, rookie year, Alvin Kamara, RB3, also 21 years old. And then Mark Ingram, RB6, the same year. So it's literally Monty and Gibbs. You know, they are the reincarnation, in my opinion, of those dudes. Campbell has drawn those direct comparisons. And everything points to that happening. They only have two running backs on the roster as of yesterday, those two guys. So... See, so this the, is the kind of insight you get only from <laughs> the not expert. <laughs> I got you. I got you. So does that concern you at all, though, at the same time? Because last year um, I wound up going like Barkley Swift in yep. rounds. I was like at the – I think I was the 10 spot, and I just went – I just doubled up on running backs because that was a common strategy last year. To your point, it changes every year a little bit. But mm. I got burnt by Swift last yep. year, and part of that was injury. Yes. But he just gave up so many goal line carries. Like this is that same offense – are you concerned that that the ceiling for Gibbs might be capped a little bit because of that? You know, I get asked that question a lot. My first thing I'll say is with Swift, you might not have noticed it uh, because you didn't enjoy the experience, but finished PPR RB21. And yeah. in terms of fantasy points per touch amongst top 24 running backs last year, he actually ranked second. Brees Hall only had more. He had over one fantasy point per touch. So if you project him to touch the ball 15 times, he's going to, you know, 15 fantasy points. So, Swift from a, a per-touch basis was actually really good. He'd never put it together in over the course of a full season, over the course of many full games, uh, to be honest. So what did the Lions do? Traded him and drafted a running back 12th overall. Like, you're not going to watch David Monty dominate these games, you're catch right. passes. Like, when you have a, your 12th overall pick on the bench, fans are going to be like, mm. what's going on? The owner's going to be like, what's going on? So... So no, I'm not too worried about it. Um, I, I would argue that if Swift put together 17 full games, you know, RB21 and only 14. So if he were to, if he did put together those 17 games, he probably would have finished pretty solid. Um, right. That's my opinion, and I do understand that um, that worry though. That's definitely legitimate. But again, I think the draft capital, uh, and I'm not a big draft capital slash dynasty guy, right? But it just makes so much sense. And he's relatively cheap for, for that ceiling, though, right? Is he going, yeah. like, second, third round? Yeah, so I've seen him go early second, uh, excuse me, like, middle second round. I think that's a little rich. Um, you yeah. know, at that point, you're taking him over, like, Waddle um, and and some really, really good wide receivers. But as soon as – I put out a tweet the other day. As soon as to Tony Pollard is off the board, you know, oh. we're talking Gibbs, Etienne, Ramadre, Najee Harris, that crew – I know Just you take love, your pick. You love ETN too. Oh, I watched your show. Yeah, that's my boy. That's my boy. You're a big Jaguars guy. It seems like you're, you're, um, you're riding hard for Jacksonville right now. Dude, I just think they're going to be so good. I want to. Uh, I want to talk about them because I do have something on that. Sure. Uh, yeah. Later. Uh, all right, Spiro. Let's play a game. Yeah. Well, yeah. Let's got a little. We, again, we are a New York podcast here, so I want to yeah, throw yeah. some New York rapid fire questions at you. Oh okay? yeah. Oh yeah. Um, going to be quick. Quick answer. Yep. Um, but I'll shoot shoot some off on you. Daniel Jones or Aaron Rodgers? Daniel Jones, 100% of the time. The only – yeah, no, no, I'm not even going to say. Even if I got Garrett Wilson on my lineup, DJ, DJ. I like it. And this was a fantasy question. You. Okay. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, stop the presses, everybody. Yeah. Fantasy. Fantasy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me like DJ. It. Absolutely. Okay. 
Okay, all right. So this is this one's a convoluted question. It's going to two part. Sure. Who would, you, who would you consider the wide receiver one for the Giants? Isaiah Hodgins, Slayton, or Paris Campbell? In this in this case. So for fantasy football purposes, if I want a ceiling, I'm going to take Paris Campbell. And I do okay. want a ceiling because likely if I'm drafting a Giants receiver, it's for my bench. On my bench, okay. I want ceiling. I don't need nine points every week from Darius Slayton. Right. Sometimes that can, that's convenient during bye weeks. but That's what Cam- Adam Thielen's for. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> exactly. I view them pretty similarly, right? But if Campbell hits his ceiling, is the true wide receiver one, right? If can compete with Waller for targets. I mean, he's been really good in spurts before. Yes. Big talent, similar to Swift, to be honest. So give me Campbell. Okay, and in that, that same breath, mm-hmm. are you taking a Campbell or a Lazard in that case? Uh, you know, a little Jets to Giants thing. Um, you know, Lazard in a arguably a better passing offense, but you know the 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 wide receiver two in that scenario. Yeah, I, in that one, boys, we're gonna go with Lazard. Um, now, fair. I will say Lazard is massively undervalued. Rogers mm-hmm. hand picked him to come over to New York and play the exact same role he played in Green Bay. And again, another guy who's always banged up, hasn't put it together over the course of a full season, but we've seen five, six-week spurts where he is a top 15 guy. I think he still has that. The Jets' schedule this season to begin is really hard. So Rodgers is going to be relying on a dude like Lazard early and often, in my opinion. So I like him late. Sure. Not to mention okay. that as long as Garrett Wilson is out there, Lazard will never see the cornerback one. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> exactly. Um, All right. One last one last New York versus New York question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saquon or Garrett Wilson? So Saquon is my running back two this year. Mm. And if given the chance, I'm taking Saquon. Now, I do want to say my preferred answer is both. And yeah, right. I, I spoke about it a little bit in the beginning with my strategy, but if I got a late pick, you know, anywhere, geez, seven or later, oh, yeah, it's, it's Saquon and then it's Garrett Wilson in the second. And I'm like, Three. I'm chilling. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm posted up. I really like that. Saquon went healthy weeks one through 10. You could say uh, number one RB led the league in high value touches. So touches inside the opponent's 10 plus receptions. Saquon Barkley. Right. Hey, I love that. Love yep. That. Love it. Let's get to the chat for a quick question here, if you don't mind. Yeah. Let's talk Colts, because Richardson is very interesting. But how do you view Pittman, who is being super undervalued, I, I feel like, right now? Maybe just people just are not sure what this is going to turn into, this Colts yeah. offense. But how do you would you be comfortable with Pittman as a wide receiver, too? How do you see his outlook for this year? Yeah, I don't mind Pittman as a two. Um, honestly, I've built a couple teams where I've drafted three straight running backs, trying something different, then a QB, then a, um, a tight end, and there's my wide receiver one. It's Pittman. You know, he's in that Mike Evans, Godwin, Deontay Johnson. I think he's criminally underrated. Um, he's really good at football. So anytime you see, right, like, I know it's a blanket statement, but like, oh, this guy's the wide receiver one of his offense. He's really good at football. He's big as hell. (laughs) Um, Like, it doesn't have to be that complicated. And everyone's off Pittman. He totally burned you last year going as a wide receiver 11. Didn't get anywhere close to that. Um, But if Richardson's going to have a go-to target, it's going to be Pittman. I will say this. It's probably going to be ugly in the beginning, at least, like, for the first month. Um, So don't expect much. I sense a, a a buy low target, you know, once we're about a quarter through the year. And what about Pittman being a big garbage time touchdown guy? Because I feel like Colts are going to be down big in many games 
three touchdowns to everybody in the fourth quarter, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, for example, with like Brandon Cooks on the Texans, you always saw that. Like yeah. you'd be checking your phone, you're like, ah, oh, Brandon Cooks, eight points, eight point, twenty eight points, like yeah. at three thirty p.m. <laughs> yeah, exactly. so exactly. It, it, you're gonna get that. And again, it's like it's it's pretty rare you can just draft a a really good wide receiver who's the wide receiver one, you know. Right. So take advantage of that. I don't mind it as a two at all, especially if your one right. is a good floor. So. And uh, with, with, another, with, with, oh, sorry, with, where, with where Pittman is being drafted, you could probably grab him as your three. Oh, absolutely. Know? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Know? And then you're a lot more comfortable with it, and you right. can wait for the upside. Go ahead, Spee. I, I got another good question here uh, from TX Giants fan. Um, older wide receivers talking about Michael Thomas or OBJ. Any, who are you taking a risk on? Um, at that point, um, at that point don't um, pander to us, New York guys here. No, like, no. Well, just, uh, <laughs> well, I am going to. I I would lean with Odell Beckham Jr. Um, I think the path to him being the wide receiver one there is clearer than Michael Thomas's. Like, if we get a full strength Michael Thomas, which is very unlikely, yeah, I would I would argue Olave's still the guy, and sure. whereas OBJ is fully healthy, you know, they don't make him like OBJ. And obviously Zay Flowers there, but a very different skill set than Beckham, right? Flowers a little closer to the line of scrimmage. Beckham's down the field, go up and get it type of thing. And I don't see Bateman factoring in too much. So while it may seem like the Ravens have a bit more of a a crowded room, if I'm targeting one of those guys, I am doing OBJ there. I like that. I like that. Thanks, man. If you don't mind, I'm going to ask a a selfish question here because I'm drafting at the sixth spot. Spiro's at four. And he kind of told me what he might do right there. But there is, there, there's, maybe, a, there's I did, maybe I didn't. You know, you got to assume Jefferson and Chase are gone. CMC will be gone. Mm-hmm. And then that's where it gets interesting, right? Like some combination of Eckler. I'm not really in on Cup that much this year, mm-hmm. like in terms of top six. So, like, maybe if I have the choice between Tyreek Hill or Kelsey or somebody like that. Talk to me about what I do at six because it feels like this year more than any others. It kind of feels like a weird spot to be in. You'd almost rather be on the bookends of, of a 10 team draft. No, absolutely. I will say though, maybe I could change your mind a little bit. I do, I, I like Cup this year. Um, real quick, of the play, you know, all players in fantasy the last two seasons, the most PPR points per game, any position. So we're talking about Holmes, Allen, Hurt. It's Cooper Cup. Uh, now, granted, he hasn't played every game, right? I get it. Um, Stafford, the elbow, this, that. But maybe take a second look. I will say, not too late, or excuse me, not too early for Saquon. And I am targeting really at the 106. I think Bijan's a steal. Um, yeah. Bijan, Saquon, Cup, and then, you know, Hill, if you're a little afraid of Cup, if you want to go wide receiver, go with Hill. So I do like Hill there because the middle second round running backs are a bit stronger than the wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Like you might take a running back and get stuck with Waddle um, as your one, which is cool. I have that in my league right now, but it's like, do you want that or do you want Hill and Pollard, for example? Probably the latter. I love um, Pollard. I love Pollard. In the right. Right. So, so, you know, you, I will say this, you can't go wrong. Don't sweat it. Um, if you're going to go wide receiver, you know, you're a little off cup. Hill is awesome. And then Bijan Saquon, don't be afraid to hit the draft button. Talk to me about Kelsey at that spot. So I'm I'm a little off Kelsey. Um, I don't want to be the like guy um, who's like, you know, I'm, I'm never, I just told you I'm not afraid of cup, right? So it's like, but I'm a little afraid of Kelsey. I mean, Kelsey was great because we were drafting him 
late first, high second, sometimes mid second. You're like, damn, this dude just won me the league. He is the oldest he's ever been, obviously, and he's the most expensive he's ever been. It's yeah. just like a risk, a, kind of a risky combo, um, if you will. And again, I just feel like there's a lot of value at tight end. Like, I'll say it. Why draft Kelsey in the first instead of Waller in the fourth plus three amazing players instead of him? Right? Sure. I mean, if, sure. if I'm lining up it, my fantasy team, Hefe's got Waller, Mr. Glass half full's got Kelsey. I'm like, okay, let, like, let's see who wins. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I want a tight end I can put out there to compete against Kelsey. I value that a little bit more than having the man himself. Gotcha. Gotcha. I like that. Yeah. Sound reasoning. Sound reasoning. I was, see, I was that guy last year. I thought Kelsey might have hit that cliff. Me and too. Then I, I ended up with a all <laughs> yeah, me, yeah. in my face. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, it. said the same thing last year. But, I'm, uh, uh, again, um, yeah, I mean, if you want to talk risk, right, I think Kelsey's risky. I think Cup, even though I'm a little, um, you know, not as – Worried about him is risky. Uh, Hill, Bijan, Saquon, if you want to play it safe, probably one of those dudes. And real yeah, quick, the, get up, before we get off this, mm-hmm. the two tight end combo in the starting lineup, <laughs> yay or nay? I'm nay. I'm nay. Okay. 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 Yep. Fair enough. Fair enough. Oh, there yeah, it is. I'm trying to get Kelsey and Waller. I saw him there. And I, I, well, I, you I was flex like, Waller, I was, and then you have an elite people, backup tight end. Yeah. My like, people like make fun, made fun of me for doing it a couple of years, and I, I swore by it. Because, you know, the big end, the high-end guys against you high-end guys, they're good for some points. And, and, yeah, it's definitely, honestly, I'll be honest, I haven't looked much into it, but I could see a yeah. world where you got two of the top five tight ends, your league right. doesn't. Um, right. But again, if you had two tight end positions, then that would be really an advantage, whereas, like, you know, you could, yeah. probably, could probably find a receiver that can go compete with Waller, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. 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 And the, uh, downside, <laughs> the downside, if you take Kelsey at that sixth spot, is that you're you're getting your first running back or wide receiver in the third round then. Exactly. And who is it at that point, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It kind of locks you into a guy. Obviously, we talked about Gibbs and ETN. I love them. They're literally my two favorite players to draft. I don't love them as my RB1, though, uh, just because they're a little unproven. So, like, if I'm going for my RB1 in that range, I do prefer – uh, a Najee or a Madre, just because the the floor is higher um, mm-hmm. at the RB one for the RB two. Let me load up on 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 Brees, uh, Etn Gibbs, for example. But love it, love it, man. Spirit, you want uh, to okay? So here. I got some again, a little off off the beaten path questions for you. Yeah, let's go. So we're not going to talk fancy here. I'm going to okay. throw you for, for a loop here. I didn't give you these in the pregame, so I'm throwing. Right, I want to know right. more no about notes. the show here. No notes. I want to yeah. know about so. Your favorite wedding drink at an open bar. What is it, Joe? Oh, jeez, 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 jeez. Because yeah. um, it's, it's free. You know, so we're at a wedding. We're at a wedding? <laughs> yes. yes. At a wedding. Free See, that's huge. <laughs> See, that's huge. It matters. I, I, honestly, you know, beginning of the night, am I, am, I getting, am I getting shade for grabbing a Red Bull vodka off the bat? Hey. Probably yeah, not, right? Get ready for the yeah. dance floor, finish it up with yeah. a couple of beers later. That's what I'm looking to do. My yeah, girlfriend's yeah. yelling at me. She's like, Red Bull exactly. vodka. Yeah, oh, okay. Because yeah. Yeah. we all change. We all change after that RBV. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mine, mine is martini for the record. I almost never order it anytime I'm out. But at a wedding, it's like it kind of just punches you right in the face. No, who's got room for beer? You're eating nonstop. Right. Yep. Like the, the beer is for later when you're like on cruise control. You're trying to like land. <laughs> exactly. You're trying to yeah. land safely. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Spiro, what's yours? I'm a gin and tonic guy, man. I don't know what. It's only 
I'm, I'm not a gin guy unless it's an open bar at a wedding. It's really freaking weird. I turn into this the gin Spiro. There's a different guy. There's a different <laughs> alternate personality. I've never, I've never met Gin Spiro. Yeah, I, I, I look forward to he, it. I, I, he rips up the dance floor. You may, you may get to meet him at some point soon, but I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll make sure to share it with her so she'll think yes. that's funny. Yes, yes, that's great. Tequila, so that's oh, the, that's the go-to. That's a fair yep. go-to. Um, all right, one, I gotta throw another one here. Yeah. Favorite football movie in Joe's life? What do you What do you like? What do you like? Oh, you dude. Like? I mean, I gotta think real quick, but gotta be remember the Titans. Um, it just I and I, I know it's a basic answer, but it's just like no. I see that on. It's very mm-hmm. rare I see that on TV. I'm looking for something to watch, and it, it's not going on. Um, yeah, right. And, and, and right. in about an hour and a half, I'm running through my wall. So <laughs> so that's – that's. Yeah, I, I love it. <laughs> yeah, a couple, a couple RBVs later, yeah. <laughs> awesome, awesome. All right, and last one here. Uh, favorite football team before Fantasy Joe – where, where, who was your favorite football team? I, I know you can't really do that much anymore. Yeah, but. yeah. So again, I, I, I tell everyone my favorite, um, my favorite team uh, is my fantasy team. But um, you know, this purchase actually, um, this really was not a good one uh, two years ago. Um, so we'll get that okay. out of here. Okay. But exactly but the done. the Jets are my favorite team. Um, and like I said, from Jersey. So my dad, you know, pacing back and forth in the living room during the Chad Pennington days. I'll never forget that. <laughs> um, so I, I love it. I love it. Good stuff, man. Uh, yeah, just want so we want to get to know Joe a little better. Appreciate you for that. FA, you're up. He's a Jersey guy. Gotta like it. We wanted him on before we even knew that. So yeah, this is, it was meant to be. Meant to be. Yep. Um, there are two guys. You know two wide receivers that I am, I just feel it in my plums. They're just going to have huge years, uh, but they're above like the obvious top tier guys. Tell me if I'm crazy mm-hmm. or if I'm spot on about these two receivers, DJ Moore, Calvin Ridley. I think they're both mm-hmm. going to have possibly career years this year. Oh no, absolutely. I'll start with Ridley. Keep the Jaguars train rolling. Um, in, I believe it was 2020 with Matt Ryan. Uh, I'm not sure Ridley played every game, but in fantasy points per game, he was wide receiver four. An uh, absolute monster that year. And Trevor Lawrence last year had better completion percentage, passer rating, touchdown rate than Matt Ryan in 2020. And Lawrence was wide receiver four in points per game. So quite literally, the ceiling is wide receiver one, in my opinion. I will say this. The ceiling is as high as it comes, right? Especially in that range of the draft. I mean, you're looking at guys maybe like Debo who could go do it. Um but it is a little risky with he hasn't played in so long. It's a little overrated. Um, but I yeah. do like I do like Ridley kind of late third, early fourth, as opposed to like late second. I've seen him go. And then with DJ That's Moore, DJ Moore is one of those guys we're gonna look back on come week six and be like, damn, he was so easy to draft, and we I didn't. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we overthought it, yeah. and like again, I know it's an easy comparison to go to, but. It's screaming Stefan Diggs joins Josh Allen. Mm. Like, we were drafting Stefan Diggs not very high um, before he went to the Bills. And look at us now, late first round. And if you told me that next year, DJ Moore, top 15 pick, I really wouldn't be surprised just because how young he is, how young Justin Fields is. I know they don't pass a lot, but it's only going up. Bottom of the league in pass yards last year, it's only going up. Fields is only getting better, so it's like I feel like we're drafting that as floor. I agree with you. 
That would be an absolutely beautiful stack too, because you get the rushing upside anytime he tucks it. And then if he throws it, it's going to DJ Moore most yep. of the time. So that that's a really nice stack. And I'm with you on Ridley. I think it's overrated that he took a year off. Uh, his body's probably 100% healthy. All reports are that he's flying around and he looks yep. unguardable, which, you know, I've heard that about Darren Waller. They don't throw that word around too often. Yes. Um, but good stuff. Appreciate that. My other oh, yeah. uh, question is Alexander Madison, you know, taking over Dalvin Cook's role. Is that fool's gold or can he actually be that dude? So the popular answer um, in the community is that it's fool's gold. And I've learned kind of in the last, at least the last year, but in my whole fantasy career, basically even as a player, whenever anyone, whenever everyone thinks something is 100% correct, you got to take a second look. Um, mm -hmm. Like what is the case against Alexander Madison? The case against him is on a per touch basis, his advanced rushing stats are not great. Maybe that's because 80% of his touches, he's just getting thrown in when Cook needs a break. Like no he's no he's rhythm. not loose. He's not, in a, you know, and I know it's a narrative-based thing. I get it, but give the guy a break, right? I mean, every single time that Madison has played 50% or more of snaps, it's not even a lot. He's scored over 16 fantasy points, mm. which is a crazy stat that to me. Nice and it's like, you guys remember, like, Every year, oh, Cook's down, Madison, top priority. Give me right. Madison. And guess what he does? Produces for it you. It seemed like 20 Every points time. anytime he had to step right. in. He was an elite handcuff. Right. Time. And there's also the argument like, oh, well, nobody was saying Madison should be playing more uh, when Dalvin Cook was there. So what, do we think he's going to be good? Well, of course we weren't because we all had Dalvin Cook. And also, it's an argument for Madison, the fact that even if Cook wasn't doing great, they left him in there. Coaching staff yeah. loves Madison. Um, they just signed Miles Gaskin today, which means they're probably not going to go get Kareem Hunt, Leonard Fournette. So I like Madison, and a lot of people don't. But, I, I, you know, not a guy I'm like, oh, give me him. But if he's there, I'm, I'm snagging him. This is a going against the grain pick, it sounds like. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like it. I like it. I like it. Yep. All right. Very nice. Um, all right. So, listen, I got another thing here for you. Uh, again, not so much a player question, but um, last place punishments. Do you believe in this? And what's the best one that you've heard of that you, that you know of? Oh, man, I, I definitely believe in it. Um, you know, there's a fine line of making people not quit the league, you know. But, yeah. again, that's a personal issue. Um, right, right. Oh, we so right. we lost Hefe there? He'll be back. He'll be back. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, no. So in my league, we do uh, we do a beer mile, and it's not mu it's not much fun, yeah, um, for the loser that is. But uh, yeah, around the track, one beer every lap. Oh, you guys switch sides. That's crazy. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, you're no, back. No, All right. Back, um, <laughs> I like that one. You know, that's a little uh, that's a little much, but some good ones like that are less intense. Um, yeah. Going out to eat with like a big stuffed animal and just sitting there. Yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, there's a ton of good ones. Any like I, public I humiliation, getting up the middle of a restaurant and singing a song. No, love love <laughs> that type of shit. Yeah, love it. All right, good. So you believe it. You're a firm believer. All oh, right, you got to be. Or else like people don't try. Like, yeah, of course. Right, and that's the worst. The the week, the, the important matchups later in the season, you got guys quitting, not setting yeah. their lineups. You gotta have something. Stinks. You're talking yeah. about punishment. Sorry, I yes. decided to reboot my computer real quick. <laughs> um, the I think the best one I saw, maybe this is what you were just referring to, is the league that makes you. Uh, go on a date with a blow-up doll at like a fancy mm. restaurant. Pretty crazy. It's pretty, pretty, pretty wild stuff. Um, <laughs> it's actually funny. There's this viral video going around of the dude playing the flute in like the middle of Boston uh, until he um, raises twenty bucks and he has a sign. And he's like, "I suck at fantasy." Right? I think that like that. I, I'm all for the public humiliation. That's like yeah. not too, uh, too in your face. But right, right, right. 
Uh, my, wait, league, we my, leagues are, here. my leagues are friendly. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah too, a little too friendly, if you ask me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like the, the loser has to do a power hour at the next year's draft. So like an hour, an hour before the draft, he's, he's got to start with a, with a very solid buzz. But like some guys do it with them for fun. Like yeah. it's not that yeah. bad. So yeah. <laughs> All right. So we got a question here, a, a pretty good one. Rashad White or Cam Akers? A little bit like uh, you're, you're down the ladder RBs here. Or what, what are you thinking? Yeah, again, these these guys go right next to Madison, um, and it's a tough, tough group of running backs to decipher. I will say, if you're in a PPR league, I do lean white a little bit, but again, if you took Acres, I'm not going to blame you. Uh, right. Last six weeks of last season, top five running back, Cam Akers. He proved it, put on a ton of muscle, they're saying, this offseason. I've seen the pictures myself. Um but in, on a serious note, I do think the Rams' offense a little better. Uh, I believe yeah. in Stafford. I believe in Cup. And with that being said, we've seen McVay have a bell cow before. And if it's Acres, I mean, that's really valuable. Um, right. I'll also say don't sweat it too much. Um, you know, maybe if you have Cup on your team, don't draft Acres, right? So yeah. there, are, there are ways to break the tie. Um, I'll also say I like them both, so. Fair, fair. Um, while you just kind of touched on it, are you against that in general, like having a running back receiver on the same team in your lineup? You know, it really depends um, on the player. Um, the idea of stacking is to get double the points when something cool happens. Right. So it's kind of like, for example, in my recent draft, I kept ETN as my keeper, and I'm staring down Ridley and Debo. I went with Debo because what if they go down the field and the touchdown goes to Zay Jones? I'm like, damn. You know, and yeah, yeah. if it goes to Ridley, I'm also like, damn. And if it goes to ETN, I'm like, damn. So, so I don't, you know, I don't love that. Um, again, if it's a tight end, a wide receiver, and a QB, that's a little different. Uh, the second you mix the RB in there, I, I do try to avoid it. Just use it as a tiebreaker. That's fair. That's you know, very, that's very fair. Yeah. What else? Have you got anything uh, important you want to ask? Um, because Joe, we he, we've kept him for way too long. He's already no, no, I'm good, boys. I'm here all day. <laughs> here all day. Joe, while uh, while we've got the people in here, why don't you tell them where they can find you and anything yes. that you're uh, working on as we get ready for this NFL season? Appreciate it. Yeah. So um, Twitter really is my website at um, No Expert FF. All my content's there. Uh, from there, you can find my YouTube channel, No Expert Fantasy Football. All my articles, everything you need is there. Um, cool series I'm doing on YouTube is Hero RB to Glory. Basically, drafted one running back in this draft, and we're going to try to go uh, win the league against 11 of my subscribers. So should be yeah. a fun thing. I, I wanted Saquon to be my guy, but McCaffrey yeah. fell to me, so I'm like, can't do it. Not um, that bad. <laughs> yeah, so if you want to see how I manage my teams, like trading, waivers, start sits, uh, it's going to be good way to do it um aside from following me on twitter but thank you guys so much for the opportunity this was the ball dude the pleasure was all ours pleasure was all ours on our side man you you were uh oh a, did i lose you gem. no I, well you've been in and out you're in and out right the for end a there. second what's us? better now you're good you might be you might be okay yeah I'm, I'm feeling Joe, a bit better you can yep. hear us <laughs> Slight hey, delay, slight delay, but he's we back. We love you. Get back to packing. If you can hear us, we love you. Thank you for coming through, my man. I got you. And yep. appreciate all your time, man. Absolutely, guys. I think we're back now. And I, again, just want to say thanks so much and best of luck. Of you know, hopefully, we can do it again sometime. Thank you. Absolutely. I, we're going to have you back. I might DM you some start sick questions when I'm torturing Let's myself. Let's go. So, so thanks. Dude, <laughs> of course, of course, of course. All right, brother. Thanks for being here. Go follow Joe. Yes. Later, brother.
That was good times, man. Listen, very you gave us some good shit. Good nuggets. Like, and everybody, so we have our draft tomorrow, right? We, we do. have a big draft tomorrow. We got a couple uh, next week, and then it's the, the live bullets start start going, start shooting Thursday, man. They're Lions, Chiefs, and you're, you're, you're talking, you know, we're right back into this thing, full swing, man. All right, I'm just going to put you right on the spot, Spiro. Yeah. Are you taking Saquon at four because he's going to be there? Yeah, that's what you said when you were when you were drunk at Top yes. Golf. You said, oh, "Hopefully, Saquon." Hopefully, nobody it. else in front of me is listening to this um, in your draft. I don't think they're going to take Saquon. <clears throat> you can't take Saquon top three. I don't. He's think. He's not going top right? three, even in yeah. like these Giants fan drafts. I highly doubt he's going top three. I bet yeah, on I him think. last year and took him at ten because it was like he hasn't been healthy, new offense, and I just yeah. believed. I'm like, I'd rather win with Saquon than whatever and then watch it, someone else do it so it's just it's just i'm gonna probably regret it because like you know it, it, i hate it's like betting on your own team too right like when you lose or god forbid he doesn't do well it like hurts double bad when when, when it doesn't turn out well but in this improved offense where they can't stack the boxes anymore because number 13 by the way Jalen hyatt is out there new that's number news 13. how do you feel about news. that can we talk about I, that that's He's putting a lot of pressure on himself. It's by, just like it's, it's going to constantly him. remind you of OBJ. I don't, no, I don't necessarily like the move. I got to be honest with you. But listen, I like the confidence. If he picked that number, he knows the history in, in, in New York, New York Giants football history. You know that who wore that jersey before you, um, at, you know that that very that performed well. Yeah, I mean, you got to match that now. You look at Dallas and what 88 has meant to them. Um, you know, you had Irving, right? You had Michael Irving. You had uh, what's his face who dropped it on the one yard line? Oh, uh, Des. Des. No. Yeah, Des Bryant. <laughs> um, and now you got CD Lamb. I mean, yeah. CD Lamb had some set of, had some set of plums taken 88 for the Dallas Cowboys, but he did it, and it works. So I mean, they all I, pretty much did it. By all, they all did it. Yeah. By all means, Hyatt can make his own legacy and everything like that. But there's going to be, you're just going to have flashbacks because of what 13 meant in a Giants uniform. You're so used to that game breaking ability. And he, I mean, he, he, but he does have that. And like, (laughs) I think uh, Eli on a show was like, guys, I don't even want to say it, but like, there's just like, they just got, you can't help it. You know what it is? It's like that track star quality. Right, like OBJ is is a product of two track stars, um, or at least his mom was at least a collegiate track star. So like he's got yeah. that blood, and, and Hyatt obviously has that speed. So you just got yeah. that. I mean, thirteen is a much faster number than eighty. It is. It is. It holds. It holds. It, it's less weight on your numbers, and everyone it knows makes that. You go yeah. yeah, everybody knows it's that. Significantly um, faster. And I was just talking to Eli about this uh, yesterday. Does changing numbers is it big for you? Like it is for me, because for me, like. The, the, the number 46 on Isaiah Simmons didn't seem right, but 19 sound, sounds like it feels better. It feels like he's quicker to the quarterback. Or, you know, um, different like the Tay Banks change from 36 to 25. It just feels more like a DB there, right? Like, what I will is it? I, I hate Simmons going to 19. I think 19. Yeah, you're, you're not a big linebacker 19 guy. No, and I just I'm I'm like, you know, a little bit scarred of 19 right now. I could yes. get over it if he starts playing well. I'll forget yeah. real fast. Yeah. Um, and Banks took 25, right? Yeah, 25. Mark from, Collins from 36. Will Allen, yeah, a long line of, of Giants cornerbacks. Um, 
Mark Collins does make yes, I know that it really is. that god IPTS. But hopefully he sprinkles some good like good juju on on that number and brings it back to relevance. Who's Bert? <laughs> who's who's Bert Kreischer? He's a he's a he's a good comedian. Good comedian. Thank you. I appreciate that. Actually, um, I do ramble. I'm a rambler. I'm a rambling man. Hold on, I want to I want to see who he's talking about. You would know him. Let's uh, you would know him if you saw his face. Bert Kreischer. Oh, or his shirtless perform. I know exactly. Who it he might is. be just by an overall body. Um, <laughs> I know exactly who he is. That's actually not a bad comparison. I I'll take it. I love Bert. He's you know what? Funny ass dude. Um, he's actually much bigger than you are, and yes, well, uh, you're actually like six there. seven, and people <laughs> don't people don't realize that. Um, I do know him now. I I know his face and I've seen his act plenty of times. I even follow him on a couple of platforms. The name just didn't ring a bad bell, and now you spelt it differently. So I don't even yeah, know he's, the right way. You're, uh, sorry, your, your shit's all over the place with your spelling today. All over the place. Get together. Oh, I think he did it on purpose. I see what he's doing. Ah, uh, you son yeah, of a bitch. one step ahead. Right. One right. step ahead. Um, hey, well, listen. We had fun though today. We will be listen. Can we talk real quick? Yeah. Eli Rax, the legend that he is, the DM master. Oh, yeah. He got Kay Adams for next Tuesday. Um, it's kind of big, huh? It's huge. Kay Adams. And we are we are putting together an absolute just blowout of a show. It's, it's going to be ridiculous. We have four absolutely iconic guest spots, and they're all locked up. And we're going to be revealing them as we get closer and closer to the show. Uh, oh, but we're doing it first on Instagram. So make sure you're following uh, Instagram, New York Revival underscore. And uh, we're going to be doing it first there, Twitter much later. So if you're yes. on Instagram, go find us there. And uh, let's see, today's uh, Wednesday. Maybe we're, we reveal another guest tomorrow. Get right? on that Instagram. Follow if you aren't following already. And uh, you're going to want to be the first to know who our next guest is. Because it, we're just pumping out star after star here star after star, Guys, after there, star. there are some real stars uh i'm so excited on the show it. it's ridiculous right. um, um what we'll do uh, on another note is we got our draft tomorrow let's have the people grade our two teams what do you say ooh. what do you say well, we're gonna post i like that and, and we'll the loser <gasps> has to shotgun a beer just make it and video. Then we we'll also do it <laughs> <laughs> well i like that no, no, and, we'll talk about terms. I don't want to put that on us right now. We're going to talk about what the loser has to do between us two. Well, it's, it's, a, it's either a happy beer or a sad beer, but it's a beer nonetheless, beer right? Nonetheless. It's a beer nonetheless. The one who won, is a, it's a celebration shotgun <laughs> versus you fucking loser. Only 49% of votes, you're a loser. So We're going to put out uh, uh, both of our teams, and we want you guys to grade it. Who's got the better team? Somebody asked a cool question real quick. You, yeah. And I want your answer here. Ooh, that's a good one. Unfortunately, um, number eleven. Yeah, you was, go first. Number eleven was my sports number. Every sport, even like in high school, if an older classman had it, the second it became available, I took it. No matter what mm -hmm. sport, it was always eleven. It was yeah, my dad's like number. Then the whole Phil Simpson. I grew up house number eleven. Like eleven was just everywhere. So that yeah. would obviously be my pick, but it's not a possibility on the Giants. <sighs> it's not. And so, obviously it matters. Yeah, a little we're talking bit. just okay. See, he, he did say on the Giants. That's tough. Um, so what's gonna? I'll go with mine now. Um, I was always, I always like doubling up numbers. Like a, it's weird that you you like eleven. I, yeah. I was a twenty-two or fifty-five guy. 
nice. 22 or 55. So I envision myself as a, as a, a 55er, more like a defensive. Oh, you're such 55. a 50. You're such yeah, a 55. Yeah, I'm a big 55 guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Thick. I think like I think I go. Like uh, I think I go number three. Okay. Uh, it, it can like work. It. it can work for any position. Sure. And if I were anything, I'd obviously just be a kicker because I'm a little shit. But uh, <laughs> I would never survive any other position. You got a nice but, leg, though. Got a good leg. You get that. Uh, out. I used to. <laughs> we might need it. We might need another. If the Giants win challenge, I want redemption this year. Back, yeah, I want you to stretch out for at least a week ahead of time. I need Everything to hit. A, hit. I need to hit a forty-yard field goal. It's yeah. going to happen yeah. this year. I'm going to build yeah. myself back up to it. <clears throat> I have to for my own sanity. Right. I'm going to be sitting there drinking on the sidelines, cheering you on, and you know, being that that, that number one fan of yours. <laughs> I would love to have you guys there. I feel like that would really help me. I'll pump you up. Don't worry. You're going to hit that forty-yarder. Appreciate Damn you. It. All right. <laughs> This was our freaking fantasy show. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Good luck in your fantasy drafts, except Spiro. Uh, Spiro got auto-drafted last year, and he drafted all the angles. It was so funny. Um, I think I missed the first four rounds. Yeah. That's not how that again. No, that that won't happen again. Uh, Best player available, right? You just do what you got to do. But you still made the playoffs, didn't you? I did pretty damn good. (laughs) You did make the playoffs. I was proud of you for that. All right. Thanks for joining the revival. Stay tuned. Go follow on Instagram, New York revival underscore. So you can be the first to know who our like crazy special guests are for Tuesday's show. Uh, but we'll see you then on behalf of Eli, Mr. Glass half full and LFA. Thanks for checking out the revival. See you next time. Eli Rex, LFA, Mr. Glass half full, the revival.